Hey everyone, my online course on the rehabilitation of the fitness athlete with Dan Pope is on sale this week. If you want to work with higher level fitness athletes and help people get back into the gym after an injury, this is the course for you. Head to MikeRandall.com slash fitathlete to learn more and sign up this week. On this episode of the Dave Tilly Show, we talk about low back pain in gymnastics. No, just kidding. But we like to have Dave go off on these. No, for us on this episode, we want to talk about low back pain in all athletes, but we'll talk about it in a gymnast model. The Ask Mike Reinhold Show. Helping people feel better, move better, and perform better. Before we get to the podcast, I wanted to make sure you knew about my free online course on the introduction to performance therapy and training. If you want to learn how to get started optimizing and enhancing performance, this is the course for you. Head to MikeReynolds.com slash performance to sign up today. Welcome back, everybody, to the latest episode of the Ask Mike Reynolds Show. I am here with the crew at Champion PT and Performance up in Boston, Massachusetts, still zooming our way into your audio and video lives right now. Um, I'm here with, um, again, I don't know the order, but again, let's, let's go, we'll go this order today. We got Mike Scudito, Dewesh Pudel, we have Lenny McCrina, we have Dave Tilly, we have Lisa Russell and Dan Pope all here answering your amazing questions. Before we introduce the students, as always, I just want to say, you know, happy new year, everybody. 2021, right? We're here. We're all celebrating. Did everybody have a good holiday? Great. Great. Amazing. It was so much fun. I kept my hat on for longer. Yeah. We had an, am- <laughs> yeah. an amazing champion Christmas party. It was just a blow of mad- socially distanced masked and everything. It was so, it was so many gifts that we have tremendous. It was, it was crazy, just but no, blessed, in all, I feel like we've, we've tipped our hat a couple of times to the listeners, but we're actually recording this in mid December. So it's really <laughs> weird to say, did everybody have a happy holiday? I some people think like we're TV broadcasters and we're they're like, they're amazing. They broadcast this live podcast every week. Right? Everything like, I know no. is a lie. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're actually physical therapists and coaches. That's actually a thing. Uh, but no, we're, uh, we're recording this mid December. Big news for us. The champion was that Lenny just canceled the Christmas party yesterday. So, um, we're, we just wanted to make sure that, you know, a good 10, 15,000 people all know that Lenny's the Grinch. Yep. I mean, it's been a Grinchy kind of year, so it's just kind of continuing <laughs> the, the theme. <laughs> we, 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 want, we want to be safe and healthy like everybody else. But Lenny, do we have any students uh, asking some questions today? We, we may. And uh, you can see we have three uh, somewhere on your screen. To me, it's my bottom right. Uh, bottom right. Uh, we have Ray Stotzer. Stotzer. He's a PT student from UAB via Columbus, Georgia, the home of Dr. Andrews, where he first started his practice. Uh, behind Ray, over his right shoulder, so you're looking at the left. Raise your hand. Raise your hand, Johnny Herrera. Johnny Herrera. Johnny Herrera is a PT student. He can't hear us from... Uh, <laughs> This is hilarious. Can you guys hear it at all? Johnny Herrera, and we also have Eric King from Franklin Pierce. So, Eric King, Eric, you guys can hear it. Good job. Oh, there we go. There's Eric. We got some volume. We were muted. And Johnny Herrera. Thank you guys for joining us. This is going to be a tremendous podcast, as you can see. 
what do you think? Like, can we start or <laughs> that was that, is that solid? Okay, good. Perfect. All right, Ray, what do we got for a question today? <laughs> All right. So we've got a question from Dylan from Montana. He says, Hey, my big fan of 17 year old gymnast slash dancer is coming in with lower back pain, usually elicited from hyperextension of her spine. She with full and anterior pelvic tilt. When she posterior pelvic tilts her pelvis to a more neutral position, she has pain relief walkovers effectively when doing so. How do you train such excessive motions with control in the clinic while trying to avoid spondies in the future? I, I got to say, Ray, like you did a really good job reading that. Like that was one of the better student readings of a question, but like even your zoom has a Southern drawl, right? It's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, we, so, uh, I'll, uh, I'll par- paraphrase that a little briefly cause you broke up a little bit, but essentially we have a 17 year old gymnast with low back pain that she gets from hyper extension of her spine. So she's in a typical lordosis anterior pelvic tilt, and she has pain in that position. So this uh, Dylan from Montana has been doing a bunch of stuff for pelvic um, uh, kind of stability, I guess, like low back stability type things, trying to get a more neutral pelvis, and it's worked really well. But he doesn't know how to help her get back to gymnastics and still use that because she needs some hyperextension, right? So I think let's Funny. just let let's just let Dave let's just I don't know Dave why don't you just answer the thing and I, to be clear though I mean this is like tons of athletes I just I actually think doing it with the gymnastics model is awesome because they're like one end of a the spectrum they're so extreme with this mobility into hyperextension of the back but we deal with this in almost all of our sports so so Dave what what do you do pain with hyperextension is there anything you recommend doing for treatments that that would be a little bit different than what Dylan said to get that get out of that anterior pelvic tilt a little bit? But more importantly, how do you get them back to their sport activities? Yeah, on the first point, I would say ninety percent of the people that come to us at Champion or I treat for this kind of issue, baseball, gymnast, whatever, they're getting a ton of core strength. They're just doing tons of bracing and core strength and like nonstop ab work and. Most gymnasts especially are doing plenty of that already in the gym. So that's one thing. If they have an issue, it's with core control. They just don't know how to like brace in the proper position. So ease back on the crazy amount of core strength. But I find that everybody is missing things above and below. So they, yes. So based on that, Dave, do you find, because you said the gymnasts are doing a good job with that on their own and in the gym. um, Do you find that they're developing core control as appropriate as possible? Or are they ever like unidirectional? Like for example, they're just working on anterior dominant or something like that. Yeah. I think they're often very strong. Sometimes to your point, they're not strong in 360 degrees. They're very good in one plane. They don't think about anti-rotation or anti like side bending. So I would say you can maybe sprinkle in balance there, but most of them are extremely strong. They just don't know how to actually activate and like do it properly under load. That's the problem most of them have. And so but the secondary thing is that most people are typically have some sort of hip extension, soft tissue limitation or overhead flexibility issue. And what they lack above and below gets met, made up by one or two segments. And usually it's L5 S1 and they get a bars issue, right? So like if it's a hip issue, they usually have L5 shearing. If it's a top down issue, they have thoracolumbar junction shearing. So look at those things first. I, I can't tell you how many people we are politely telling them that maybe we need to work on other things outside the spine. But with the actual return to sports, there's just like you start with unloaded movements first, like you would with most people, I think like cat camels and like trying to restore just the basic half press up is usually where you want to start. If they can't do pain-free 
cat camels and press ups, then you're not going to have a great experience when you try to do some like explosive work or stuff down the road. So like check that box first. Like I think you've taught me this with baseball players have a pain-free exam first before you talk about throwing, right? It's the same thing with any other athlete like this. So we do that first. And then usually we try to go back for like a single leg hip lifts. That's like a relative extension force on their spine. Like even though they're not extending, they get some sort of loading to that area. And also overhead, like tall kneeling uh, work is really good. So tall kneeling on a pad, try to just do like shoulder uh, overhead mobility to get back. And that also is a little bit of that. So we do that for a while. And then, um, I like med ball work. I think med ball work is usually the best place to go here. I really like seated overhead med ball throws. We do a lot of those. And then we start to do uh, standing overhead med ball throws. So it trains like that kind of triple extension and overhead uh, positions. And that kind of sets the stage for someone to do a, a graded interval sport, right? So with throwing, it would be distance and number of throws in gymnastics. We do it with a lesser force skills like basics and then on softer surfaces. And then we just slowly progress them up over four weeks. So I, based on the question that Dylan had there said that she has pain relief with a more neutral position, but she can't perform her gymnastics activities. He said backward bends and walkovers effectively when trying to maintain this posterior pelvic tilt. Is that something you try to cue them and talk to them about, about having posterior tilt while they're performing their sport activities, or do you just hope there's carryover? Yeah, I think this is where the exam is so important. If you check somebody out mobility-wise and they have no mobility issues in their shoulder, T-spine, or hips, then it's a cueing issue. It's a strength issue, right? But I find oftentimes people don't have a great assessment system for really good uh, shoulder flexibility and hip flexibility. So they couldn't get themselves in a proper core position if their life depended on it because of their mobility restrictions above and below. So you have to figure out which bucket they fall into and write a program like that. I've had people who are just like, unfortunately, really on the wrong side of the road in terms of like, cueing this as much as they can and they have like 20 degrees of missing elevation from soft tissue problems yeah and i like what you said about the hip too by the way because like say for like baseball or any of the rotary sports that we tend to do we see a lot of people where they hyperextend their back for example maybe during like a baseball swing but it's because they have they don't have the hip range of motion to get into that end range position so all that torque creates the extra stress on the back so like to dylan's point it's not about like well how do we get them to for this example swing without going into excessive hyperextension well it's to give them more mobility in their hip Right. And I, w- I treat a lot of baseball players mm-hmm. all for the same stuff. And I would say I typically go towards the rotational hip mobility assessments when it's a baseball player, like IR and ER and their extensions, like standing position, right? Versus gymnasts are straight ahead. And nine times out of 10, they have a lot of anterior adductor issues that are missed and they have an anterior pelvic tilt from that like, pectineus mm-hmm. or adductor longest and that gets overlooked. So I would say if you're scratching your head, look for that kind of stuff. Right. And you know what? And I I would just add to that, like, it's not necessarily that we're trying to do the sports specific movement in a different pelvic position. I think what happens oftentimes with these athletes is that if they're not training core control appropriately, then they, they, they just have like no control of it. Right. What we're trying to do is just get them to control a little bit, even if it's just like a 1% difference in their range of motion, if they can actually like reflexively stabilize that spine a little bit better or a little bit like more three. 60, like we said earlier there, then sometimes that helps with, with their, their injury, uh, uh, just in and of itself. Sometimes they just rock back and sit there on their passive stabilizers. Right. So I, I thought that was, you know, pretty neat too. So, um, awesome. Anybody, anybody you got anything to add to that? I mean, I think, obviously I think Dave did a good job with that, but I'm sure there's some other brilliant insight. Leonard. I, I, I got a little, just coming from my baseball experience in this low backs and spondies that I've treated in the past. Um, it's often a volume thing too. So I think Dave may have hit it, hit upon that, but maybe, maybe not. Um, when I see my baseball players and they're taking, you know, a gazillion hacks in the cages because it's November and they're getting ready for April baseball. That's when 
they begin to break down. So it's probably the same thing in the 17 year old who's a dancer slash gymnast that she is just doing a ton of volume. Gymnasts don't practice one to two hours a day. They practice four to six hours a day, oftentimes, probably too often. And, you know, five, six days a week. Um, and, and it's just too much for these young people, uh, females and males to handle. So it's a volume thing as well. And that's where, you know, what Dave mentioned, the strengthening and, and better core control and all that comes in, but it's a fatigue factor too. And we, we can't necessarily objectify that. We, which we're going to do, ask her well, how fatigued is she? She's going to say she's not fatigued because she's going to practice because her coach wants her to practice. So it's a volume thing as well. And somehow we need to educate on that and get the kids and parents on board that maybe six hours a day is a little too much for a 17 year old. Yeah. The <clears> harshest, <throat> harshest reality I ever had is that the best PT program can't outdo overtraining. Like it's impossible, right? right? Like, and that's yeah. what happens when they go to the gym is they're doing back <clears throat> beam and floor and vault and bars. And they're like, why does my back hurt? Like, well, you, I counted this once in the girls that I coach, it was like 2,500 back bends in two weeks. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to, tr- I'm going to try that. I'm going to, I'm going to work on that myself just around the house. <laughs> but um, no, I mean, you know, the part that I think that's, that's kind of amazing too, is that like, there's nothing wrong with hyper extending your spine, but maybe doing it 2,500 times <laughs> under load. Is bad. Is bad. <laughs> right. It was with speed, <laughs> with speed at end range. So um, awesome. All right. Great episode. We appreciate it. I think we nailed that one. I don't think we need to, you know, go much more into detail than that. I think that's that to me, that's, that's the key to it right there, Dylan. So hopefully that helps. If you have a question like that, head to MikeRinald.com, click on that podcast link and you can fill out the form to ask us more questions and please go to iTunes, Spotify, rate and review. So we keep doing this and we will see you on the next episode. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. If you have a question you'd like us to answer, head to MikeRinald.com slash podcast and fill out the form to submit your question. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. And please share this with your friends to help spread the word. It would really mean so much to us. Please check out all my online courses, articles, newsletter, and more at MikeRinald.com. There's always a ton of great perks for my newsletter subscribers. And be sure to check for my other podcast, the Sports Physical Therapy Podcast, where I go deep into topics and interview leaders within our field. See you on the next episode.